Gather, little demons, for a story that is familiar to most, but never told quite like this. Our story begins on Christmas Eve. Snow is falling, and it's an early day for those still needing to head for work. Rent is still due on the first, mind you. In an overpriced studio apartment in a gentrified part of town, we find our not-so-desirable protagonist. Like every morning, Lilith, Lily for short, lies staring at the ceiling long before her alarm is scheduled to ring. Bob, an overweight Sharpe with a gluten allergy, whines at the door. If dogs could cross their legs, Bob would certainly try. Lily shelled out a pretty penny thinking she could exploit the wrinkly pup for some hits on Instagram. But he only got a few likes, building a fiery hatred for the dog she reluctantly kept around. Fucking dog. Her rage burned now, ripping her comforter off her, exposing herself to the frigid cold of her apartment. Her nest summary came in, and she had used zero hours of energy. She intended to keep it that way. Lily hated the dog park. The dog park meant socializing with CrossFit-obsessed dog moms, with actually sweet personalities. Lily, being cynical, hated nice personalities. This time of year brewed a lot of unnecessary small talk and cheerfulness. As usual, the dog moms flocked. They all looked the same, already worked out, holding their Starbucks with the same Chuck It ball launcher. And worse, in Lily's opinion, none were certified purebreds with the American Kennel Club. All were, and again, this is Lily's opinion, small, rescue shit dogs. Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! Happy Kwanzaa! Yuletide greetings! Or just happy holidays. I didn't want to assume your holiday. Okay. So, what are you doing for your day off? Celebrating with family? Day off? Well, my holiday is Christmas. Tomorrow is Christmas. So, federally it's recognized. A lot of people aren't working. Well, my daddy doesn't pay my rent, Karen. Bob! Bob, used to the less than two-minute daily trip to the dog park, learned to pee in a record time, and pinched one out for a real one. However, Bob ignored her, knowing these would be the only rays of sunshine he'd see for the next 24 hours. Lily hated that it wore a sweater, but hated more than anything that Princess immediately, and I mean immediately, like the dog was fucking psychic, came running even before the name left her neighbor's perfect lip fillers. Princess and her mom left. Lily was red hot with rage and embarrassment. Goddamn son of a bitch! Bob! You made me look like a fucking asshole. That's it. You're getting a grass patch on the balcony. This dog park can burn in hell. Lily continued to curse poor Bob as she hastily got ready for her day at work. Lily, being 25 years old, had a decent entry-level position as a marketing assistant for an up-and-coming tech startup that she had landed straight out of college. Every millennial, at least those with brains, as Lily liked to put it, would kill for her position. Others sought self-employment, happiness, and God forbid, gap years. Lily marched into her office as an intern waited nervously for her arrival. The office was empty for the most part, but Lily wanted to stay ahead of the curve. 2019 was right around the corner. Capitalism doesn't stop for Christmas. Merry Christmas! Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, sorry. I uh, got your chestnut praline latte from Starbucks on me. You shouldn't have. I mean, I wanted to. It's Christmas after all. No. I mean, you wasted your damn time. You know I only like it black, piping hot, in a styrofoam cup. None of that recyclable bullshit. Anyway, in the trash, where it belongs. Where is intern two and three? 
in turn three, Stacy is running late. The snow is difficult to drive through. In turn two, Travis went home for the holidays. He reminded you yesterday. Well, in turn two is fired. Make a note to dock in turn three's pay. We don't get paid. If you aren't chained to your desk in 2.6 seconds, you'll join intern two. Being chained to your desk under Lily's watch was a literal statement. She made the interns wear chains around their ankles, only allowing scheduled breaks for the bathroom, one a day. Lily and her two interns worked hard, the day passing by at a snail's pace, just the way she liked it. The clock struck three when Lily's phone began to ring. Lily would never dare break from her work for a phone call, but one name flashed across the screen. Eve. Eve was Lily's college roommate, an oldest friend, if you could even call the relationship a friendship. Lily hadn't spoken to Eve much after she had made the decision to take a gap year and move to Southeast Asia after graduation. Eve had gained an incredible online presence with her travel blog and inspirational Instagram, booty pics on white sandy beaches, plant-based brunches with models for men, and of course, to die for brand deals. She was one of the hottest influencers online. Lily begrudgingly answered the phone. What? OMG, Lily! Merry Christmas! Yeah, I'm at work. Oh, still? Well, I'm calling because you would not believe where I am. Your Instagram says Bali. OMG, that was so last week. U.S. road trips are trending, so... Then you should probably update that. Totes. I just haven't had any decent Wi-Fi in my mobile tiny home. Anyway, I'm in your city. Ugh, I just got the cutest Airbnb. The bathroom has the best natural lighting. I'm having a Christmas party with all our old college buddies. You should come. Why? So we can talk about each other's career choices? Gag over engagement rings? Look at baby photos? That's why people have Facebook. I'm all set. I mean, yeah, it'll be fun. Eve, I say this with all my heart. I can't imagine anything more terrible. Lily, don't be like that. I haven't seen you since we graduated. Christmas is about being around family and friends. I bet. Some of us have work to do, Eve. I know you don't know what work is, but it's time-consuming, and I'm out of time. Before Eve could continue to beg for Lily's presence at her dinner, Lily had hung up. In Lily's eyes, five came too soon. She threw the key at intern one, otherwise named Gerald, but just out of reach so that he would have to use objects from his desk to build a long enough device to reach the key. I'll see you here at 8 a.m. sharp. But it's Christmas. The building's gonna be locked. Work from home then. Well, as interns, we had to check out laptops, and the only person who can check them out is gone all week. Fine. 8 a.m. sharp on the 26th. Before the interns could argue, Lily had shut off the lights and closed the door, leaving the interns to try and find the key and unlock their chains in the dark. Lily took the same route home every day, people clearing a path to avoid her. Like every night, Lily walked past the animal shelter just across the street from her building. On this night, a new puppy had taken space in the window. A three-legged, well, who knew what it was, but it was cute. The sign next to the puppy read, For Adoption, and underneath the name, Tiny Tim. Merry Christmas. Would you like to meet Tiny Tim? That thing in the window? You should give it the gift of Christmas and put it out of its misery. 
Lily took one last look at the pup in the window, only to see a curious reflection. Terrified, she spun around seeing an apparition of someone very familiar to her. Marley, a friend from college with a promising future who had worked himself to death. Yes, he was dead, yet she could see him floating around Bob snapping pictures. Lily tore off, racing to her apartment. When she opened the door, Bob was still at the window, but no Marley. Lily joined Bob, seeing that he wagged his tail, staring at the pup in the window across the street. Keep dreaming. You couldn't even get a hundred likes. I doubt that mutt with three legs could. Lily set about her usual night routine, making herself dinner, forcing Bob to watch her take every bite before giving him his expensive, gluten-free dog food. After doing so, she sat down to watch her reality television with a bag of hot Cheetos. Oh. My. God. I. Can't. Believe he's choosing Brittany over Krista. What the fuck? Lily, startled, leapt from her couch, her hot Cheetos now covering her floor. Bob, still hungry, quickly vacuumed the spicy crisps. The television shut off. The only light from the streetlights outside. Marley's ghost appeared to Lily now, a mangled corpse covered in chains that linked to a single chain secured to a desk. Lily covered her eyes, pinching herself. Sure, it was just a dream. Party foul! Marley? Is that you? In the flash. Kind of. You're dead. <laughs> I know, right? This is impossible. I knew that chicken last night was bad. It was, but that's not the point. The point is, it's really me, and I'm here to warn you. Warn me? You're going down a hard road, baby girl. Have you seen yourself? I'm doing just fine, sweetie. This is why we were friends. Dedication, ambition, workaholics. We always worked ourselves to death. And in my case, literally. Sucks to suck. You're missing the point. I chained myself to my desk, and now, even in death, I can never leave. It's torture. And guess who's next, bitch? You. No, no, no. I have a life. I mean, come on. I've got Bob here. I've got the blog. For a marketing assistant, your blog is the saddest excuse for content. Listen, I've got a big comeback planned. I'm editing the Stay Tuned pick as we speak. Right. Anyways, since you won't listen to me, others will have to do the job. And if they aren't successful, I'll see you in hell. Other ghosts? No fucking way. I'm done here. Bitch, you thought. When the time reads one, expect another visit. Marley grabbed his chain and a spare bag of Lily's hot Cheetos, dragging his desk awkwardly until he faded away at the front door. Lily was in shock, touching her forehead to see if she had a fever, but sure enough, she was fine. Seeing that it was late, she climbed into bed, ready to sleep off what she thought was a sign of early-onset dementia. Lily slept soundly and deeply until the clock struck one. When the hell did I get a vintage Victorian grandfather clock? The clock stopped its toll, the balcony door swinging open. Through the doors floated two ghosts. One was quite slender and tall, the other short and stubby. Both stared at Lily from the foot of the bed. A moment of silence passed between the three. Lily, obviously unimpressed and unfrightened of her visitors. You're the first ghosts? <sighs> what a bitch. Ha! Yes, you are correct, Stumpy Ghost. She is indeed a bitch. The ghost rushed towards Lily, both grabbing her by the arms and raising her into the air. Whoa! 
they carried her out of the apartment, now flying over the city. Lily screamed and struggled to get free, but the ghosts had an iron grip. They rushed toward a bright star in the sky. Somebody! Help me! No one can hear you or see you! Who are you? What do you want? We're the ghosts, We're of, the Christmas ghosts of Christmas past! God damn it, just do it how we practiced. One. We're the ghosts of... <sighs> Satan, help me. Go on three. One, two, three. We're, We're the, the ghosts, ghosts of, Christmas of Christmas past! God. The trio passed through the light, lowering down to the ground. Before Lily's feet touched the snowy street, the ghost dropped her into a pile of snow. She picked herself up, cursing the ghost before taking a look at a familiar street. They now stood just outside of Lily's childhood home. A Christmas tree twinkled in the front window. This is where my parents lived. Look, there's me. In ran a young demoness, no younger than seven. It was Christmas morning, and she tore at her presents, excited for what she might find. However, no toys were under the tree, only books. And not the fun kind, either. One read digital marketing for dummies and SAT prep. Reminder, she's seven. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember this. So, like, I know how this looks. I mean, I wanted the Barbie dream house or whatever, but I got these. Good reads. You're a bad liar. Books? What about the dream house? If you want a dream house, honey, work hard and you can have one. It's never too early to start. Okay. Can I at least go play outside for a bit? It's snowing. Kids from school said they would go sledding. I'm afraid fun doesn't create a successful future. Study up. Oh, Dad. He taught me my strong work ethic. Taught me that breaks were for the weak. Yikes. Looks like we're dealing with some serious drama. Okay, she needs to see more. No! I'm good! The ghost of Christmas past took Lily again, soaring through the cold air. They came upon a familiar place, Lily's college. The ghost dropped Lily down a chimney rolling over searing hot coals into a bustling dinner party. Of course, no one noticed. This is Professor What's-His-Nuts Christmas dinner from senior year. Yep, and there you are. Lily, now in her early 20s, rushed into the dinner toward her professor. Others greeted Lily, some of the guests including Marley and Eve, but Lily simply ignored them. Oh, this is the night I got my job offer. I was torn about taking the job or pursuing my blogging full-time. I figured I'd get some advice. Yeah, perfect Christmas party talk. You should have been enjoying the time you had left with your friends. Professor, I got the job, and I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions? You see, I was in the library, in the restricted section, and I came across a strange piece of text. A word. Horcrux. Whoa, whoa, wait, sorry. Wrong story. I mixed up the pages. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. She actually just asked about how to have a successful blog. Ah, oh, Lily, come now. We can talk about this another time. Graduation is still a few months away. Go, have fun. What in the hell is wrong with you? There shouldn't be any doubt. Take the job. No, don't. Why? Because we've both dreamed of having successful blogs. Blogs? What about healthcare? 401ks? Retirement. Who cares? We deserve a break. To take a year off, travel, and figure out what we'll do next. Together. 
Who knows? Maybe we'll figure it out along the way in Thailand. If I accept the job, I have to start right after graduation. Sorry, Eve. You can go live your fantasy, broken eating bugs from sticks in your hostel, while I'm climbing the ladders of corporate America to be the boss babe I've always dreamt of being. It kind of ended up working out for her, huh? Yeah, great for her. Well, it ended up working out for me too, so I'm fine. Everything's fine. This is your past from like four years ago. You're still a marketing assistant. No raise, no promotion. You know that, right? Eve over here is getting six-figure brand deals and has a perfect ass. It's just a pose that creates the perfect peach. You know what? I'm sick of this. My promotion is right around the corner. I'm, I'm fine. I'm happy with how things are now. I'm good. Lily was not good, but Mama didn't raise no bitch, so she saved her tears for when the ghost of Christmas past dropped her off back at home. But they didn't leave without giving her a warning. These have These been, have been shadows, shadows of, of your past. past. They are they what, are they, what are. they are. We, we cry bullshit, bullshit on your tears. tears. Expect, Expect another, another visitor, visitor very, very soon. soon. Should we go again? Fucking idiot. We'll fix it in post. No. No more visitors. Lily's cry was in vain. The ghost of Christmas past exploded into a bright light. Lily fell back onto her bed, shielding her eyes before a heavy sleep came over her. The grandfather clock rang, startling Lily once again. Dude, where is the damn clock? <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present was in Lily's kitchen, floating in lotus pose. Fruits, vegetables, and Nutribullets surrounded her in abundance. The ghost's OOTD would have inspired the Hadid sisters. Are you the next ghost? And where did you put my hot Cheeto stash? Um, Be here and now, Lilith. Cleanse your body and mind. And be quick about it. I have to catch a flight to Singapore at three. What? I respect you and your ignorance. I see you. Now, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So I've got everything planned out. The first thing on our agenda is a party. Yay! Also, I need to speak my truth right now. Will you allow me the safe space to do that? What? Sure. Your outfit is hideous. Are you wearing that to Eve's Christmas party? I'm not going to the Christmas party. Yes, we are. Let's go! The ghost of Christmas present grabbed Lily, jumping off the balcony to the street below. The city was hustling and bustling with celebration on Christmas morning. An uber black pulled up to the curb, Lily and her spirit guide sliding into the back seat. Lily, I am your spirit guide, traditionally known as Ghost of Christmas Present. But I'm rebranding. So what do you need to show me at Eve's party? You'll see. Now shoot this back. Let's get this party started. Lily's spirit guide practically shoved a wheatgrass shot down her throat as they pulled up to Eve's Airbnb. As soon as Lily opened the door, Spirit burst out a white girl. Woo! Party's here! Merry Christmas! I brought brownies. They're raw, gluten-free, nut-free, sugar-free, and soy-free. There's Eve. Eve was in a group with all of Lily's former classmates. All were merry and catching up on each other's lives. Then, suddenly, someone sparked the question. Why Lily hadn't joined the party? You know she never comes no matter how many times I invite her. You should just give up on her. You don't need that negative energy in your life. Everyone knows she's a lost cause. I'm just trying to live my best life. You know my motto, live, laugh, love. Lily chooses to be unhappy. Such a shame. 
I actually liked her blog back when there seemed to be a shred of happiness left in her. Yeah, so much potential. The fuck, Eve? Backstabbing bitch. Now, now, Lily. Karma is something. I don't need to tell you this, but as a figment of your imagination, you and I both know that you are in a state of denial. Eve, my little prodigy if I could have one, is telling the truth. You can't lie to yourself forever. Okay? We're running out of time. Hurry! Shoot this down. Spirit forced a ginger shot into Lily's mouth, causing her to double over. Distracted, Lily didn't realize they had now transported back to her street. Their Uber Black now parked outside the animal shelter across from her apartment. Lily heard Bob's distant barking. Bob desperately scratched at the window, looking down at the shelter. Can he see us? No, of course not. He's looking at Tiny Tim in the window. Who? Let's go see. Lily and Spirit now stood inside the shelter. An employee rounded the corner, collecting Tiny Tim from his cushioned perch. Poor thing. I'm sorry they couldn't love you like you deserved. Fill me in? Looks like Tiny Tim here was unfortunately surrendered. The owners deciding they made a brash decision on getting a puppy for Christmas. When you make a commitment to a fur baby, you better damn well keep it. Breaks my heart. I mean, he'll be fine. Someone else will come along. Unfortunately, no one else will likely come along today. I can't take on any more. The shelter's full. Tiny Tim is going to be all right. Right? Bob looks like he could use a friend and a diet. Two-minute trips to the dog park is like calling a 30-minute sauna session a workout. Tiny Tim could be good for him. It's not for me to say, but Tiny Tim's future is very uncertain if nothing changes. But they should probably just put him out of his misery, right? Tell me, Spirit, what can I do? Will he be okay? I don't focus on the future. Take a deep breath with me. Be here now. Lily took a deep, full breath, responsive to Spirit's teachings. As Spirit exhaled, a dense fog rolled in. Color drained from the world, and Spirit began to change. The Spirit, once vibrant and full of life, began to fade into a colorless gray. Spirit? What's going on? My time is up. My time on this earth is short. I am of the here and now. Namaste, Lilith. No, Spirit! Tell me! Tell me what happens! The spirit faded into the growing fog that quickly swept Lily up into its depths. Spirit! Once again, the clock struck one, and out of the fog emerged a dark figure. Lily slowly approached the mysterious visitor. The fog parted to reveal a very unlikely specter. A woman dressed in a pink bathrobe, her hair curled in blue, chain-smoking cigarettes. She held a scruffy black cat that was basically dead. Well, she was dead, obviously. So... It only made sense that the cat was dead, too. Anyway, this was the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Are you the next ghost? Can you tell me what happens? The ghost did not answer her question. She simply brought her cigarette to her lips, took a long drag, before exhaling the smoke, pointing into the distance. Oh, an ASMR ghost? How trendy. I'll follow your lead. Lily walked through the shroud of fog, the spirit following behind her. The fog parted to reveal a familiar door. This is my apartment. The spirit blew on her face again, signaling that she was to enter. The pair entered the apartment to reveal a figure. Well, more of a mass, really. The TV blared. Welcome back to season 43 of Dateline. Empty bags of hot Cheetos covered the floor. 
The apartment smelled like old Chinese food. Good God, is that me? The spirit blew smoke, and Lily knew the answer. The heart tattoo with memes written inside it was now stretched out, barely recognizable on future Lily's shoulder. She searched for Bob, but he was nowhere to be found. Please don't tell me I ate Bob. Spirit blew smoke once more, pointing to a plaque on the wall. Lily approached it warily, covering her mouth in shock when she read what it said. It was a promotion to marketing manager secretary. That wasn't the plan. Lily stumbled to her counter, needing to steady herself. There, she saw a pay stub. She was only making one dollar more than her original starting salary. Wait, what about my blog? Maybe that's going well. Spirit let out a wheezy laugh that transitioned into a coughing fit. <laughs> Tears now streamed down Lily's face as she approached her window, looking down at the animal shelter. A giant sign covered the window, saying, Closed. Where will the dogs go now? Spirit pointed once more at another establishment. Dog skulls embellished the building, and the words kill shelter were written in red. Spirit, please don't tell me this is true. I can change. I can fix this. A fog swept across the room, dissipating once more, revealing a gravesite. They now stood before a gravestone reading, Here lies another unsuccessful millennial. The grave was dug, but empty. Lily fell to her knees, sobbing. Spirit, please. I can change this. Please let me change this. I don't want to live like this, please. Spirit took another drag of her cigarette before patting Lily's shoulder. The act seemed genuine and kind until Spirit pushed Lily back into her grave, falling six feet deep. No! Lily landed in the comfort of her own bed, staring up at her ceiling. Her resounding screams startling Bob out of his slumber. He rushed over to her, jumping on her chest. Bob? Oh, Bob, it's you! You're alive! You wonderful pup! Who's a good boy? Bob, confused at his owner's affection, began to lick her face excitedly. Lily jumped out of bed. Let's go, Bob. Let's go get you a friend. The two rushed across the street to the shelter as the worker was opening the door. I want Tiny Tim. That three-legged mud, he deserves love. It's Christmas, after all. The girl gave her a big smile and went to retrieve the paperwork. Within minutes, the three were walking down the street towards the dog park. Lily, with the Starbucks cup in hand, spotted Karen with Princess in tow. Merry Christmas! Oh! Merry Christmas to you too, Lily! You've seen Tripper this morning. It's Christmas, duh! Here, I got this for you. Oh gee! Christmas tree peppermint dark mocha? Some milk for eggnog? How did you know? One of Santa's elves told me. After an hour at the dog park, an overweight Bob and a tuckered-out Tiny Tim were ready for some warmth. They rushed up to Lily's apartment, but it was just as cold as outside. She rushed to her nest, cranking the nozzle until heat blasted through her vents. Phone in hand, she wrote up a short and sweet resignation email before opening up a blank document. Now was a better time than any to draft up a New Year's blog entry. I'll finish this later. First things first, I have a party to attend. Lily, dressed in her finest, dashed out the door to the nearest bakery. She bought as many of the artisanal gluten-free treats as she could carry, calling her Uber Black to rush her off to Eve's. Lily nearly kicked the door down at Eve's Airbnb. Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays! Lily? The one and only. Merry Christmas, Eve. I didn't think you would make it. I wouldn't miss it for the world, Eve. You're my best friend. Eve and Lily hugged before joining the party. Lily sang Christmas carols loud and proud, held her friend's babies, and gagged over their engagement rings with genuine happiness. Lily, 
We never did make that trip to Thailand. Well, guess who quit their job today? OMG! Now you can't say no to my tiny home tour around the US. Only if I can bring Bob and my newly adopted three-legged pup. Even better. Merry Christmas, Lily. Merry Christmas. Well, that's it, my guys. That is the story of a young millennial demoness who came to know the joys and meaning of Christmas. If you're feeling inspired by this story, maybe don't just up and quit your job. Or do. This is just a story after all. Merry Christmas, little demons. And a Happy New Year. year.